welcome to today's Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Anita Matu and I am a mindset coach and a mentor. Every Tuesday, I'll be releasing a new podcast episode, which will either be a conversation with a courageous guest, a solo episode with me, or a masterclass full of insightful nuggets and wisdom. Each episode is designed to inspire you and help you discover and connect with that place of courage within you. So whether you're a first-time listener or you are one of my regular subscribers, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. building blocks yes uh, but they are roots much more than that they are roots and the more we want to expand above and grow the stronger our roots need to be so they are what is holding everything and more than that they are very full of layers we're very good at um, manipulating things in many ways but also spiritually and energetically the more we progress in our path the more we see how breath and joy and relaxation impact so many other things so the more we grow the more layers are revealed to us so they start as solid foundations but they become as a very deep work of connection and understanding of the full picture today's guest is elaine rm a spiritual guide healer, writer, facilitator, tantra yoga teacher. Elaine's work is based on setting solid foundations for spiritual growth and soul fulfillment. The pillars of her work are presence, clarity, joy, connection and devotion. Welcome, Elaine. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Anita. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited for our conversation. Yes. What is one of the most courageous things that you have done? <laughs> um, I've done uh, a lot of crazy and intense things in my life. <laughs> so it is a bit hard for me to think about the most uh, courageous. Um, but at the same time, I connect courage with challenges it's like what is it that i did despite the challenge despite the fear despite the doubts um and i have to say i i quit my last full-time job about five years ago mm. and i quit it without any plan <laughs> and from there it became that i also quit my home i left my home right after and then wow. i my relationship, my long-term relationship also ended. So mm -hmm. it was everything kind of together. And the thing is, I did them all having no idea what was going to happen next. I just knew I had to do them. And more courageous than actually doing that was keeping at it. Mm -hmm. Because after one year, I still had no idea what I was going to do work-wise. Um, but I had so many opportunities in the upcoming years to get another job and go back to safety or mm -hmm. settling in some other home, uh, another city. And I didn't. So I, the courage of keep going after so many breakups, so to speak, uh, for me, was the most courageous thing I've done. Wow. What about doing it all in one go? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whether that was intentional or not. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, I think it's always intentional on some level, whether we are yeah. aware of it or not, is another topic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what got you started on your spiritual guide, guided path? I started on my spiritual path quite early in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I was about 14 years old, so it was not the most uh, traditional path yeah, in a way. But, yeah, uh, I never thought I was going to work with it. Uh, mm -hmm. For a long time, it was something very private. It was something I didn't even share with most of my friends because yeah. I've always had beliefs that are not exactly the most uh, traditional ones. At the same time, my parents are also scientists, so it, I wasn't brought up in an environment that was very keen on uh, mysticism or spirituality. Yes. Uh, both of my parents come from very Catholic uh, families, mm -hmm. but they are the black sheep, so to speak. <laughs> so I feel like this would be something they could understand if I had gone through a very more traditional path. But since I was more into the mystical side, I decided from an early age that I would keep it for myself and avoid all kinds of like family issues or people just not believing in anything, I would say, you know. Uh -huh. So I, I, in that sense, I kind of played it safe. And it kept on being like that for a very long time until my late 20s, uh, early 30s. Uh, that's when I left my job and, and my home mm -hmm. and everything that I mentioned because I got to a point where I felt I was breaking myself in two. So I had this spiritual path that was my private path, but I also went to business school and I worked mm. with business development. And in my late 20s, I got to a point that I felt I was breaking myself in two. There was this big part of me that I wasn't sharing with anybody and I couldn't do that anymore. And I felt like I had to choose who was I really. Mm -hmm. I was not being myself and I had to leave the things that were not me. And that put me in a even bigger step in my path uh, than where everything catalyzed when, where I felt more comfortable sharing who I am. And from there exploring who am I really? Because when I started on this path, the question that I had leading me was what the hell is this place? <laughs> because as a teenager, I had very specific uh, experiences that are not very normal. I could hear voices and things like that. That made me question, like, what the hell is this place? Why am I seeing and hearing and, and knowing things that everybody else doesn't? Wow. Uh, and because of that, I really kind of hid it in a way to not get, um, yeah, as we mentioned before, yeah. like not get this extra criticism from the outside. Mm -hmm. But it was in my late 20s when I felt this like breakup in my own personality that I realized, oh my God, I just have to be more myself. And then yes. delving more into that part of spirituality that was not so much about the mysteries, but about the mystery within myself. That took me quite a while to get there. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. So how did you manage like having almost two lives. It was very heavy. It was very tricky on me. And I, it took me a long time to realize why I wasn't well, because mm -hmm. there are so many issues in our society that are just normalized. We think everybody has too much stress or pressure or mm -hmm. uh, frustration, you know, all these things that I, in a way I thought, well, I saw similar traces in so many of my friends. Uh, I just thought it was kind of like the society where we live is broken. And it mm -hmm. took me a long time to realize, no, something in me is broken. And what is it that is broken? Well, I'm not really being myself. I am hiding too much of myself. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because how we self-love connected to a personal growth and spiritual growth, because I know a lot of people 
we all have to love ourselves before we can love anybody else. So tell me yeah. more about that, please, Elaine. Well, any any kind of growth, uh, as I see it, be it spiritual growth, be it personal growth, comes from a place of self-love. Mm-hmm. From this idea that we love ourselves so much that how could we not try to grow? How could we not expand our lives? How could we not unfold our potential? Why would we want to stay here and safe and stagnate? if we love ourselves so much, because this is diminishing our potential and abilities. So this is the core that I see on any kind of growth. And of course, there's people that can do it from a mental level, trying to pushing themselves because society tells them to, because they want other people to accept them and because they want the steam of others. But that is not a healthy place that burns out because it's not from within us. It's not Mm. for our own, um, self-fulfillment it is for the need of external approval so to have a growth that is really authentic and fulfilling it has to come from this place of self-love that i love myself so much that i just know i want more that i can more than i can bring more joy into my Mm -hmm. life that i can heal uh, healing and growth are very connected, right? Yes, Normally, definitely. the reason why we cannot grow is because there's some face a wound that is not allowing us to grow there. So it's uh, it's not necessarily that we just want to be everything, but that we <laughs> just love ourselves so much that we want to heal. And when we heal, we grow. Definitely. Yeah. Elaine, what is your example of love and why is it so complicated to be loving? I know a lot of people find it hard, so... This is probably a question that a lot of people don't like to be answered. It is hard. (laughs) And uh, in a way, I don't think it's supposed to be that easy. (laughs) I think it's part of the process of, uh, yeah, of relating. Uh, Even if only with ourselves, even if you're talking about self-love. For me, the word that I associate the most with the word love is uh, nurturing. And the example that I love to think about it is a plant. Because a plant, we can, we have to water it, right? It needs yes. nourishment. But if we overwater it, it also dies. And if we think about a parent, a loving parent, if they have a kid that wants more and more ice cream, a parent, a loving parent has to be able to say no. Yes. And by that, I mean, is that love is not always kind and soft and all accepting. And uh, we can understand things, but that doesn't mean we allow them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like sometimes people confuse love with nice. Uh-huh. And love is not always nice because love is nurturing. Love wants what it loves to grow. So if I have a relationship with a person, I want that person to grow. I want our relationship to grow and I love myself. So I want myself to grow. So there are very many components there that I have to figure out. What is it that is more nurturing for these actors at this point, right? Um, Let's start just with self-love a bit because then it's just one actor, right? It's just me and myself. But if you think about it, some people are very good at cutting themselves too much slack. Yes. Like now I need to rest all the time, you know, that's not self-loving because love knows that sometimes I have to rest and sometimes I have to grow. Uh, We live in duality, which means we are perfect as we are, but we also need to grow. We need both. What this means is that in a place of duality and talking about love, What love requires to know what is nurturing is discernment. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that is always loving. 
what is loving depends on each situation. What yeah. is it that is most nurturing in the situation? What is it that is going to help me most right now? What is it that is going to help most that child, this relationship? What is it that is going to make that seed grow and that plant grow even more? And what is it that is going to kill it? Um, and when there is many actors, sometimes we can make all of them grow at the same time. Sometimes one gets priority over the other sometimes we need mm. to decide is this a moment that am i neglecting myself too much can i you know so there's so many different questions there but the point is that love is not static mm-hmm. and it requires discernment so it requires us to really connect with our hearts each time and understand what is it that is going to allow this to grow definitely and i totally agree with you yes what quality do we need to develop in order to be loving and self-loving then? Discernment. Mm. It's really discernment is the key here. Understanding that each situation is a situation. There is no always right. There is no Mm. always wrong, which means that we do need to use some energy every time. There is the, yeah, it it does require every time to take a step back and not go to autopilot and really connect to our hearts there to have this discernment. Um, discernment uh, is essential not only in love, but in almost every situation in life. I like to say that in spirituality, discernment is key as well. It, it is within presence because discernment only exists with presence. We need to be fully there 100% at that moment to understand what that situation requires of us. Elaine, why do you talk about solid foundations. Why are they so important? So foundations are the things that we think we have it, but because we think we got them, we keep on forgetting them. For instance, our ability to breathe deeply, to take in much more air, to oxygenize our bodies and to be healthy. Most of us are very shallow breathers mm. and breathing is the one thing we are born doing, like from second one. And we still this it, it couldn't be more foundational than that. We think we got it, but it impacts us every single day. Our ability to relax, we hold so much tension, so much unnecessary pain that is not allowing energy in life to flow through us. Um, our ability to trust ourselves, to really trust in our hearts instead of giving into fears, our ability to be honest with ourselves, self-awareness, mm-hmm. to even see ourselves. Uh, How can we be honest with other people if we cannot be honest with ourselves? Uh, Those are very basic blocks, but we keep messing them up. We keep forgetting them and going to the next level without doing the basics. Um, Foundations are not easy. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, because sometimes I say solid foundations that people have, but it's like so basic. It's, it's not. Solid foundations are not easy. Uh, what they really mean is cohesion, coherence, strength. They are building blocks, yes, uh, mm-hmm. but they are roots, much more than that. They are roots. And the more we want to expand above and grow, the stronger our roots need to be. So they are what is holding everything. And more than that, they are very full of layers. We're very good at um, manipulating things in many ways, but also spiritually and energetically, the more we progress in our path, the more we see how breath and joy and relaxation impact so many other things. So the more we grow, the more layers are revealed to us. So 
they start as solid foundations, but they become as a very deep work of connection and understanding of the full picture. It's brilliant and absolutely agree with everything you say, Elaine. What are your solid foundations, if you're able to share? Yes, uh, the foundations that I have established uh, for myself and my work are presence, clarity, connection, joy, and devotion. Mm -hmm. uh, presence is our ability to be here now and not evade this moment, not be thinking about something, not be suffering about something that, that hasn't happened yet or that has already happened here, here, now. Uh, it's a, it takes a lot of energy, actually. <laughs> um, clarity is about alignment. Mm -hmm. Is our mind and heart walking together? Do we know what we want? Can we release ourselves from confusion, from fogginess? Connection includes self-connection, connection to others, to nature, and also to the divine. So there are many layers there. Mm -hmm. Then we have the joy, the fourth one. It's, uh, I like to say that joy is our natural state. I think that mm -hmm. it's actually quite widely said these days. Yes. Uh, and joy begins with self-love, with being fine with ourselves, no matter what, and not depending on externals to be fine. And lastly, devotion, which for me is connected to commitment and discipline mm -hmm. in a way, but from our hearts. So sometimes when we talk about discipline and commitment, it sounds very harsh. It has this like oof, uh, company organization kind of like, just let's go and do it. You know, when I think about devotion, I see those things done from the heart because whatever we do in terms of growth, um, in terms of mastering anything in our lives, we need commitment and devotion, mm. but to do it from a place of love that we want to do that because it, to fulfill us uh, in devotion, we commit and we do things divinely. We really love what we're doing uh, from our hearts. Um, so these five pillars for me, these five uh, foundations, they are like a house. So <laughs> that's right. It doesn't even like look anything, but but like <laughs> a house with the yes. roof on the on the top. And the more we expand them, the more the house expands. Mm. And this gives place to the core of the house, which is spaciousness, which is actually my biggest foundation, which is our ability to empty ourselves, to let go of mental constructs, of negative self-talk, of things we think we are, of old wounds that we carried along the way. So the more we can grow in those pillars, the more spacious we become. Absolutely beautifully put. Thank you for sharing that, Elaine. And thank you for asking. I, I love how this comes together. I wish sometimes it was four because it would be easier to show people, but it has to be five. It's like it's five. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, what resources do you recommend, tools, daily tips to anyone that wants to start building foundations for spiritual growth or soul fulfillment? What would you recommend? Um, definitely mindfulness exercises can mm -hmm. be very good, uh, not necessarily meditation-based. Um, I mean, I am an avid, avid believer in meditation, but I know that many people struggle with it. So I would like to start simple, things that everybody can do, but they're actually not that easy. They sound easy when we talk about it, but when we actually do them, we say they're not. So briefing. Breathing into your belly. Most people mm -hmm. are breathing into their chest. Definitely. This creates much more anxiety. And when we breathe into our belly, just breathe in, inhale, inhaling and expanding our belly as much as you can. 
this automatically calms us down and grounds us. So it's a way to expand our capacity of breathing and also to just ground and come back to the present moment. Also having intentions, you know, not only intentions for the day, but even if you go on a meeting, uh, what is the intention for that meeting? Why are you going to that? Or if you're meeting a friend, and it, it doesn't have to be serious intentions. It can be just have fun. Uh, but go back to that intention because it's so easy for us to get sidetracked and start bringing all kinds of things and polluting our lives, you know. So the more we can keep alignment with our hearts, like what is it that I want uh, in this conversation? And I know that some people have issues when they say what I want because it seems forceful, but it is really from the heart place. What yes. is it that that is... Uh, that I want right now. Like I would like to nourish this lunch with my mother. So I won't start talking about 10,000 problems because right now I know I want to. So you see, it's just like fine tuning where we're doing things from, because at the end of the day, what we leave is where we're doing things from. So Lane, where can the listeners find you online? What's your website? Cause I know you have um, free eBooks on your website and you got yeah. heart. Um, meditation you've got quite a lot of free gifts on your website so please tell us where yeah. the listeners can find you so if you go you can go to my website which is alindram.com alindram.com slash heart meditation you can find a nine minute heart meditation to bring you back into your heart uh, very sweet and easy uh, and then another gift that i really enjoy is uh there's an ebook called what is a spiritual growth mm -hmm. that brings in a very practical way all this uh, huge realm of spirituality. So it's alindram.com slash spiritual growth. That's brilliant. Thank you for sharing your courageous journey with us today. And by oh, doing Thank you for so, having me. Yeah, by doing so, I know you have helped so many others. Elaine I RM. We are all about Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. So what is your definition of courage? My definition of courage is um, taking action uh, on things that we want, despite the fear, the worries, the doubts. Uh, and the more challenges we outgrow, the more courage we gave. But why do we do that? So as I see, like we're multi-conscious beings with many different voices. Mm -hmm. And of course, the voice of fears, the voice of shame, all these voices are very loud. But we also have the voice of our hearts and our intuition that is so much more positive and believing in us. Uh, the thing is, when we are not courageous, we are listening too much to the fear and too little to the other voices. Mm -hmm. So for me, courage is when we still have the fear. Because we can only grow through challenges, so they are needed. Because courage and outgrowing ourselves are very linked, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to have challenges to be able to outgrow ourselves. But still, we listen too much to our hearts and to our intuitions, which are the eternal part of us that wants to grow, that wants to flourish, that wants to be nurtured. And that's how courageous, by, by following those voices, those eternal voices, instead of the... Uh, the human mortal fear of dying right now. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Create the Courage to be Fearless with Anita Matu. 
I'd love you to let me know what your thoughts of today's episode and what your key takeaways are. So do leave a comment below. It's all about sharing. So if you have enjoyed the content, give me a like and share it far and wide. Post it over on Instagram stories and tag the link wherever you are listening to this episode. Post it on social media. Share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show reach more people and together we impact more lives. Thank you and until next time, goodbye for now.